This is the Studio Alchemy Podcast, episode 94, Climbing Up. The quote of the day uh, comes from Genesis 28. This is from the story of Jacob's dream. All the people of the earth will be blessed through you. Hello, everyone. The purpose of this podcast is to explore creative ways to transform our lives using visualization, manifestation, art making, and self-help techniques. Alchemy was the ancient study of changing materials from one thing into another, and we all do this every day. Every choice you make is transforming our world. On this podcast, we explore ways we can change both our physical and spiritual selves for the better, On this podcast, we hunt for the wise balance between accepting what is and taking empowered action. My name is Adi Hirschton. I'm an artist. I sign my paintings with the name Vita. I teach online creativity classes and have written a few books, including The Alchemy of Painting uh, and my new book that was recorded for Audible, Start Selling Your Art. When this podcast first started, it was to share just stories about artists and was called The Alchemy of Art Podcast. And now we're the Studio Alchemy Podcast, and I've expanded our topics of discussion to include ways everyone can harness their creative energy. To find out more about my projects and classes uh, and to sign up for my art newsletter, if that interests you, I invite you to go to my website, studioalchemy.art. Announcements. I have currently a free mini course that's called The Magic of Visualization. And my Visionary Life Plan course is 70% off. Um, So if you're interested in either of those uh, online courses, you want to go to studioalchemy.art and then click on online classes and um, then sign up for those there. The Visionary Life Plan is uh, 70% off just for the next uh, week until January 5th. And you can use the code New Year. 2023 if you want to sign up for that class. Okay, now for our topic of the day, climbing up. So I'm writing a book on symbols, and one symbol that's really resonated with me that I've been studying a lot and thinking a lot uh, about is a ladder. A ladder that you could climb up Uh, to ascend to a higher level as an archetypal symbol, a universal symbol, that um, we see the symbol of the ladder in many different stories from around the world. Um, You know, it's everything from uh, the corporate ladder that you could climb to ascend to a better, better job, to, you know, climbing up to the metaphorical best version of yourself, uh, there's, you know, spiritually climbing the ladder toward a more heavenly spiritual realm. And, um, and I think that just, just that motion of going up as better or down descending uh, as a negative is, is, a, is a potent symbol that, that since I've been in the special class of religion, spirituality, and the arts class taught by Rabbi Sasso this this past year, uh, I just keep seeing the ladder over and over. So uh, a little bit about that class. Um, Rabbi Sandy Sasso brings together various uh, 
religious leaders and artists. And then each year she teaches a class where you focus on one particular biblical story and then look at all the different ways that people have depicted it through music and poetry and painting. And, um, and then everyone who's in the class, uh, reads all these different texts and we really unpack and look at all that's within that story. And then at the end, we have a, an art show uh, that's going to take place. I think it's the first, the first Friday in May this year. Um, and this story that we looked at this year was uh, the story of Jacob's Ladder from Genesis. And in that story, you know, Jacob dreams of a ladder and he dreams that there's angels going up and down the ladder and that the heavenly realm and God is at the top of it and he is at the bottom uh, dreaming, um, excuse me, dreaming from the earthly plane of the heavenly realms. So um, I keep seeing this symbol, you know, everywhere I go and then I keep applying it to my life. And I've, so I've been thinking about, you know, what are ways that I can climb up? How can I create uh, a better best version of myself, for example, or how can I help lift others up if they are down? And um, a, a very tragic thing happened in my neighborhood recently, and I see the story of Jacob's ladder within it. Um, so let's see, so I guess it was about a month ago, I had noticed that over the by the bridge across the way from my house, somebody had thrown a bunch of cardboard boxes. And I thought, oh no, they just dumped a bunch of trash. Um, and then I noticed that there was a young man and woman who had a shopping cart and they were walking down the street with a bunch of bedding in the shopping cart. And then um, later that day, I saw that the shopping cart was by the bridge and they had dumped a bunch of the bedding over the side of the bridge. And then it became clear, oh, they're, they're creating a homeless encampment there. And, um, and I thought about it and I was really concerned. I was concerned for two reasons. One, this is a place that floods. They get, um, the water will rise up, you know, if, if we just get a good rain, it'll rise up a foot or whatever, and that's not that big of a deal. But then at the spring rains, when, or with, we have a lot of water, a lot of flooding in the area, which happens all the time in Indiana. It might flood up like four or five feet from where the water level is uh, in the creek bed. So I thought, oh, no, I don't want for them to create this little home for themselves and then for it suddenly to be washed out and they didn't realize that the water level rises. So, um, it, but I also was concerned because I thought, oh, I don't, you know, who are these people? I ha there's little kids in the neighborhood that play along the stream. And I, you know, I thought I, I I'm, I felt a little scared and I kind of wanted to check out the situation. So, uh, the next day I happened to be crossing my yard and I saw that the young man and woman were coming up from the ravine, climbing up out of it. There's that metaphor of climbing up, and they they came to the street, and they were got themselves on the sidewalk, and I walked over to them, and I said, "Hey, you know, I want you to know that the this creek does rise and fall; the water could rise up, so just be aware of that." And and the young man um, was really animated and really nice and friendly, and 
and said, oh, it's, it's okay, you know, this is just temporary for us. We're just in transition because we had been staying with someone, uh, other people who uh, were bad news and we just had to get away from them and so this is just temporary. I said, okay, that's fine. Um, and he said something about, you know, some people are just terrible, but you know, <laughs> and I said, all right, all right, that's, it's okay. And then uh, he said, bless you, bless you several times. Um, and that was really noticeable to me because, you know, here he is blessing me and I'm thinking, but you're the one who's, <laughs> you know, down and out. You know, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, I, you're the one who needs the blessing, not me. Um, but anyway, so then... Um, the young man and woman left, and they walked down the street, and I thought, oh, I've, I really want to do something else for them, and I, but I thought, you know, I'm not an expert. Like, I don't know how to help somebody get housing. I don't know how to help them deal with whatever problems they are. They need to go to experts, so I thought, maybe I'll make them a map to where the local shelters are, because I know that there's several in the area, and different soup kitchens and stuff, but I don't know where they are, so later that day, I I sat down with Google and I made this little map of where all of the all of the local shelters are, and um, and I even made copies and I sent copies to people in my neighborhood because people other folks had said this was you know, had asked recently where are the shelters and so they thought well now we can all have this map that we can give people so then I printed out the map for a copy of the map for the young man and woman, and I left it with some granola bars at the top of the bridge with a little sign that's a gift for you. And um, and then later that day, my boyfriend saw them leaving, and it, and it looked like the granola bars and everything were gone, so I thought, okay, they got the message, maybe they'll get help. And then I just sort of said, all right, you know, it's cool, I've done everything I can do to help. Um, and, um, Hopefully they'll they'll uh, come up from their from their sad situation um, um, and get help from people who can really help them best. And then I didn't see them. You know, maybe they were there, but uh, maybe they were just coming at night. But I didn't happen to ever see them come and go uh, for several weeks. One time I saw some smoke coming out from under the bridge, so I thought, oh, okay, they're there. But I. I thought they were perhaps gone because I hadn't seen any action um, and uh, hadn't physically seen them. And then one day, um, gosh, this was a week, week and a half ago or so, um, then one day I, I came home from yoga and there were a bunch of cop cars. And, um, and then one of the cars said coroner on it. And I was like, oh no, what happened? And I didn't, yeah, and the people were look, like the police officers were looking over the bridge and stuff. I was like, oh, somebody died. And I, oh, could it be the young man or woman? Or could it be somebody else? I don't know. And then, um, and I kind of wanted to go over, but I didn't want to see a body if there's a body there, you know, sort of some things you, you can't unsee once you've seen it, you know? And so, um, I sort of watched from my window, and then sure enough, you know, um, after some time, um, the group of police officers and, and 
folks from the coroner's office dragged a body up in a body bag and placed it on the sidewalk. And, and, you know, and I'm looking out the window at this and I was just greatly disturbed. And, and, and I wondered, you know, what, what happened? You know, could it have been a drug overdose? I mean, that seems most likely because I've heard that that's just apparently fentanyl is just really killing a lot of people who have an addiction to that drug now. And, but I didn't know. And I was curious and disturbed. And I, you know, a couple days later, Googled, you know, deaths, Indianapolis, you know, trying to look for any clue as to what had happened. Um, and then found that the Marion County Coroner's Office has a Facebook page and on it they had posted um, that the young man who died uh, was unknown. He didn't have any ID on him and they described him and I said, oh my God, that is the young man I talked to because he was wearing a red jacket and um, he had a clean shaven face and they, everything that they described, I said, yeah, that's got to be him. And I was really sad that this, you know, this young man who had really reassured me, he had like, he was friendly, nice. Uh, <laughs> he had said, bless you to me. Now he is dead. And I was, I was greatly upset. And I, you know, I thought, oh, could he have climbed up out of the ravine and come ask me for help or any of my neighbors? Um, what happened, you know, and, and just felt the despair of, I wish I could have done more to help if I'd have known how to help better. Um, and, uh, and I took the two pieces that I've created for the Jacobs Ladder class and I posted them um, on my Facebook page with a little story of how I met the young man and woman and, and how now I saw in my own paintings this whole other story of someone who really is in despair and how they could have climbed up potentially if they'd have, if they'd have asked for help. Um, and so um, I, after sharing that on the Facebook page, you know, I had thought about um, also contacting the coroner's office because they were saying, oh, we need to know who this young man was. We don't, we need to ID him. But I, I thought, well, I, there's no sense in me calling them because I don't, I can't, I didn't ask his name. <laughs> I don't know who he was. But I did write on their post, I said, I met the young man. Um, sorry, I didn't ask his name. Um, but I'm very sad about what happened. And, um, and then I was contacted by um, two members of what turns out to be the young man's family. Um, and they sent me photos and they said, is this him? Is this him? Is this the young man that you met? And, and I looked at him. I was like, well, I'm not sure. And then I looked at him some more and I said, you know, I really, I actually, I do think that's him. If it is, I'm so sorry. And, um, and then they went to the coroner's office and did, I guess, DNA testing or something and verified that it was, in fact, the young man um, that I met was their family member. And, um, and then the family 
um, the aunt and the grandmother ended up coming over to my house and because they wanted to see where he had died. And I did my best to comfort them. Um, and they'd shared with me his sad life story. And, um, and I felt so many different things since then. You know, I felt a certain amount of despair, like, oh, well, if only I'd have known the backstory, then I could have, you know, I could have said, hey, kid, let's call your family, you know, but I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that he was so young, I didn't know he'd run away from home. Um, but there's, I've definitely had a sadness that perhaps I could have done more and have felt a frustration over it and a just, just deep sadness. Um, but I bring all this up um, not to bring you down. I want to lift you up just as I want to lift up every friend. What happened really opened my eyes and it brought me an awareness of some things I just never would have thought of before. So, for example, um, I was thinking to myself, okay, what, a few days after meeting the family and all of this, um, I thought, well, what can I do? What can I do? What, I just want to take action, you know. <laughs> um, maybe it's being an artist. I don't know. I just, I just want to take action and make things better if I can. And I think we all have that urge to make things better if we can, right? But I was really feeling that and just really wanting to do something. So I thought, okay, maybe I should print out more of the maps and uh, that I created where the shelters are and then um, have them in a little bag with, with granola bars, like have a bunch of those baggies in my car so that if I'm driving about town and I see someone that's like on the side of the road that with a little sign, help me or whatever, then I can give them this. Maybe it'll help in the future. So I'm just sort of, I'm sort of grasping at straws or sort of wanting to find ways that I can help more in the future, even if I can't help any more um, from this sad situation with the young man now that he's gone. So <clears throat> I did that, and then uh, I drove my daughter to visit a friend one day um, last week, and there was a homeless man that was at the side of the road, and he had a little sign, "Hopeless, homeless, help me. And um, so I, I pulled up, and I gave him the bag of the map and the granola bars. And then as I gave it to him, I had this epiphany. We had knew the weather was going to get super cold the next day. And um, so I live in Indianapolis. Uh, it was going to be zero degrees with a wind chill of negative 30, which is, that's dangerous weather. Like nobody should be out in it for um, an extended period of time. And I, I told the homeless man, I said, did you know that it's going to get cold? He's, he said, no, what do you mean it's going to get cold? I said, it's going to get dangerously cold tomorrow. You need to be inside. You need to get to shelter the next couple of days. <clears throat> and he said, oh, okay, thanks, you know. And, and I drove away, and I thought, shit, you know, there are all these homeless people who live around me who 
might not know because they don't have cell phones. They don't get, they don't know the weather is going to get super cold or where to go necessarily. And, and I said this like, ah, despair. Like I couldn't, I can't possibly drive around town and find every homeless person. Um, how, you know, what can I do? What can I do? Ah, but there's, um, a very wise, <laughs> uh, saying that I looked up again to, so I could read it to you. It suddenly came to mind and helped me to have some peace over that, that feeling of, I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to, I want to just ma- wave a magic wand and transform so that all the people who are struggling can, you know, whether it's just to know to go into shelter because it's going to be super cold or just help them with whatever problems they I can't do it all. But there's um, the serenity prayer. Now, this is attributed to a Reinhold Niember, but um, apparently there's other people who wrote similar things before him. So, you know, um, but the serenity prayer goes, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And so what I take from that serenity prayer is the message that it's important to take action, to change what we can, but also to accept that there's going to be there's going to be suffering there's going to be sorrow there's going to be things we cannot change we don't have control over and to just have peace and let it be and i do th- want to make a point that and i talk about this in my free the magic of visualization mini course that i just created but you do have to believe sometimes and take a leap of faith that things can change, okay? So, um, for example, um, my boyfriend has a, a relative, uh, a niece, who ha- I chatted with over Christmas, and she had been addicted to heroin five years ago, and she got herself clean, and she, um, she is fully recovered, and um, really a success story. But of course, if she had, when she was hooked on heroin, had believed, oh, I can't possibly get off of this, then she wouldn't have made it happen. She wouldn't have gone to get help. She wouldn't have taken the steps to get off of it. Um, Yes, you know, like the serenity prayer says, we have to accept what we cannot change, but there are some things that we, we can change. We just have to believe that we can and have the strength and perhaps even the support of other people around us to be able to. Another thing that's come up for me um, after, you know, witnessing the sad death of this young man um, is how much our community how much we support each other through community. And that's whether, you know, somebody needs help because they need to get off of an addiction or even just our survival um, in the winter. It's like I can't live in my home where I do without the help of the folks who work at the power company who get the electricity to my house and, and 
folks who are farmers, who I buy my food from locally, and all the, all those things. It's like we have to have each other to have this this crazy network of support system and and community and civilization. We do need each other. And back to our Jacob's Ladder story. Um, there are several different songs that have been written about Jacob's Ladder, and one is uh, an old uh, African-American spiritual. We are climbing Jacob's Ladder. And it says, we are climbing Jacob's Ladder. Um, we are soldiers of the cross. Or another version is, we are climbing Jacob's Ladder. We are brothers and sisters all. Um, and I've decided I really, I ultimately like this newer version of we are brothers and sisters all, because what that is saying is it's saying, okay, we are all climbing together. We are all trying to ascend up to a higher plane of existence. And if we're brothers and sisters all, we are all helping each other in the process of going up, of ascending, of climbing to a both a better physical and spiritual version of ourselves. And back to that little quote that I started with uh, at the beginning that's from Genesis. It says, all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. And what I take from that quote is that there is a power of transformation that we can bless each other um, the young man blessed me by saying, bless you, bless you. You know, but if we can all try to lift each other up, to bless each other, forgive each other, and to be as supportive as possible, everyone will be touched by it. All the people of the earth will be blessed by you. Um, what you are doing, no matter what it is, is rippling out around you and affecting everything and everyone. So I, I think it was Tuesday. So it was the day after um, the young man's family came to my house and I met with them. I was feeling super sad, like really, really sad about what had happened. And I went to the grocery store to get uh, Christmas <laughs> food, right? And I was walking through the dairy section and this man, he um, he was working there, and he he stopped me. He said, "Hey, are you okay? You look like you're really sad." And and I said, "Oh, <laughs> you know, thank you so much for saying something. I I really appreciate that. Yes, I'm very sad. Young man uh, was found dead in my neighborhood, um, and um, and and he said, "Oh, you know, I'm." I'm so sorry to hear that. And, and then he, he said, that, well, for, first off, he said, I, I believe that he's, the young man is in a better place now. He's, he's at peace. And I, I said, yeah, I, I know, I know. And then he said, look, I don't know you, but I can tell you're a kind person and you're doing what you can and whatever it is you're doing, you just keep doing it. And I was really, I was really taken aback, like, um, but, you know, and I, again, I thanked him. Um, it was such a kind, um, 
thought and message that he passed along to me. And it was so unusual because usually, you know, we go into a grocery store, we don't encounter other people. We don't talk to the other people there. They're strangers, right? And so sometimes um, it can be really special when we do have an encounter with another person where they are trying to lift us up. They are, they have a message of kindness and of faith for us. And um, my main message for you today is that transformation is possible, that we're always transforming things, all right? And we can rise up out of darkness, but you have to believe that you can rise up out of darkness. Sometimes we need to ask for help. We need to lift each other up. I believe that we all need each other. And we also need to have the wisdom to know the difference. I'm going to say that serenity prayer again. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Sometimes we try to help someone, but we can't for whatever reason. And several times over the course of the past few weeks, I've sort of wallowed in the despair of, I, can't, I couldn't help, I can't help, it's, um, he's gone now. But the, I do think that it's best to accept what has happened, um, to open our hearts to loving them wherever they were at, and I think at the heart of love is acceptance. It's, it's, it's when we love someone, we're supportive. We lift each other up, but we accept the reality of wherever they are at at that moment. Okay. So, I, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think that there's, in one story, there can be many stories. You know, here we have a story of a young man who died um, but within it, I see so many layers of um, lessons to be learned. So I hope that in sharing this story with you today, um, that it has in some way lifted you up. I hope that you know, know deep down that, um, you know, if you need to reach out to me because you need help, I hope that you do. I am here for you, even though I know many of you have never met you, but I am here, your family is here, there are always helpers. What is it Fred Rogers said, uh, Mr. Rogers said something about, you know, look for the helpers. There's always helpers. And um, as much despair in the world as there is, and as much bad things that happen, there are so many good things. And um, so let's keep our eye on the prize and keep climbing the ladder. All right, this concludes the Studio Alchemy podcast. May these thoughts and stories comfort and heal your spirit. May you be filled with inspiration. May you be like the lotus flower and build your home in the muddy water. May you find your voice. <laughs>